Hey, what's going on, Rambo Army, Rambo Cult? Welcome to another episode of the Ramley Alcoholics Presents to you. Tonight's killer guest is a podcast that gives you social and nuisance at the same time. Uh, welcome, Imagine and Motion, to the podcast. Um, I had a great time talking to them, shooting the shit, seeing how they started. Overall, I had a good time. A bromance was made, a threesome was done, airtight. Uh, basically, I put out this episode. So when I mean put out, I mean, I mean, bromance put out. But other than that, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So here it is. Is it possible to two youths? To what? What was that word? Uh, What word? To what? What? Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. What is a youth? Excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths. Action! There you go. What (laughs) is happening, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Ramley Alcoholics Presents Two Youths. I'm usually accompanied by, by my heterosexual life mates, but for some reason, they ghosted me today. But no, no worries. I do have killer guests. These guys are a cool podcast, so I started listening to, and I kind of approached them like I'm approaching a chick at a bar. Hell yeah. That story. I'll be honest, too. You got me that WAP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally put out. When you saw me, when you saw me come that, or when I saw you come that way, I got a little wet inside like Cardi B, dude. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the social nuisances, you got Imagine and Mr. Motion right here in the building. Well, Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, as as in the building as uh, COVID will let us be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do this interview in person. I would love to have shot the shit with you guys in person. Oh, we'll do it again. Don't even trip, man. Oh, for we'll sure. Do shit over and over. But I do want to thank you guys for taking the time and doing this interview with me. Uh, the way I approached you guys was pretty crazy. I, I, it seemed like I was hitting on you when I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be on my episode. And I, I don't know who wrote DM me and goes, we were in your episode. I'm like, do you guys want to be in my episode? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what's yeah. funny is I got to slow down my brother. Imagine. Uh, talking about we'll do it again. We gotta see what we gotta see how you work your moves, bro. Like you said, you approach us at a bar. I'm not. I might not put out so easy as my friend oh. imagined here. Oh, I'm so easy. Yeah, I'm totally easy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think we're like typical broads, dude. We I play hard to get, but I'm really gonna be sucking your dick halfway through the show. He plays easy, and he probably is only like three blowjobs in. You know what I mean? Damn. Yep. Accurate. We do that trade off. You know what? Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm also that type of guy. Well, if I was a girl, I'd be that girl. Like, I think if you bought me two shots of Jack Daniels, I'd probably be sucking you up in the bathroom. I'm not going to joke. My monkey's moving right now. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I feel some sort of movement going around in my pants, but I don't I, know. I, I just been working out, and I feel like I need to release some testosterone. I told my wife, you know, let me knock one out before I do this episode. She said, no, go shower and go do the episode. I'm like, all right, let me go. To- <laughs> <laughs> I just went six to midnight. Yeah, hey, how come broads don't get it that it's, uh, it's, it's maintenance for us? It's not entertainment. Yeah. It's not... I mean, it feels good, but it's not, it's, we got to let it out so we don't fucking hurt ourselves or the people around us. Yeah, you got to flush the pipes. Totally. Yeah, you know, and, and to be honest, these broads are the ones that are our wives. Sorry, these broads. That's how I'm referring to mine nowadays. I'm going to labor. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, uh, like, you're around us more than anybody. If I'm pent up, you're probably catching the brute of it, whether or not, you know, I don't mean for it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all you got to do is let some pressure out the system. 
Exactly, bro. And it'll be better for all of us. That's how I was telling my wife, like, hey, you know, like I got this pent up right here. I just finished working yeah. out. Like, let me let me let me let, let me let, let me let this testosterone out. Yeah. I need a massage on my mm. on my the neck of my dick. Preferably, yeah, my neck and my dick. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I fucking knew I was gonna have fun with you guys right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. And I was I was looking forward to this thing. I I know we uh, we rescheduled last week and then we're like, oh I can't reschedule. I wanna have be on this episode. Like I was telling uh, imagine I was like, I wasn't gonna show up today because I was supposed to go to a wake. Luckily uh-huh. sadly I got rescheduled they got rescheduled for tomorrow. So I was yeah. like, oh I was kinda like Fuck yeah, I got rescheduled. I get to hang out with these guys via Zoom tonight. You know, without uh, too personal, is this uh, what you guys were descri- describing in the last episode? Yeah. Don't uh, in love. We'll send them ours, you know, for the family. Mm. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can make them smile and through tough times. And that's always been a goal of mine. Even even through tough times to be as silly as I could be to get, get people, you know, just crack a smile, dude. That's all we're trying to do. Exactly. That's kind of the concept of my our podcast, too, just... As long as we can distract you through everything, all the bullshit that's going on right now, if we can distract you for two hours or for however long these episodes last, that's the goal. That's oh, always the game. Fuck, dude, I forgot it, too. I had a prop, dude. I had a blue piece of metal I was going to wear <laughs> to refer to your other episode and be like, oh, this is my blue metal that Donald Trump gave me. Because ah. you guys are talking about the Purple Heart. And he's like, isn't there a blue metal? <laughs> like, Damn, you are listening. You do yeah, listen I was listening. I've been listening, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, how did you guys start your podcast? I mean, I, I saw that you guys started in 2017. Like, what was the concept behind it? Well, where would the idea come from? Do you guys do a podcast? We first yeah, met well, on Grinder. Uh, no, yeah. that's a joke. <laughs> imagine, imagine tells the story because uh, he was the birth of it. Yeah, yeah I was also I was also sober, so I can actually kind of keep up with it. <laughs> uh, no, so so we've been causing hell since 2011. That's when we we went at a community college. Okay. And then um, we kind of just hit it off, like just kindred spirits and became instant best friends. You know, like Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley and Step Brothers. And they're just like, did we become best friends? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it happened. Uh, and we just always talk shit. And then naturally, uh, he kept bringing up the idea of like, hey, we should start a podcast. Hey, we should start a podcast. And I was just kind of like, ah, at that point, I've never listened to a podcast before. So I, I knew what it was. But I was like, ah, yeah, whatever. Um, but then naturally, uh, things got crazy in 2016 with, with the, the election between Clinton and Trump. And there was a lot of frustration, a lot of feelings, mm-hmm. a lot of conversations. And I thought that was the perfect opportunity to really start a podcast where we could talk about things that needed to be talked about without sounding too, too polarized. You know what? It was either like your, your team Hillary or your team Trump, and there was no, no other opportunity to do anything else. And that's not the way to go about things. It's kind of crazy the way the way COVID has changed us so much over the past six months. Yeah. As you're describing this, imagine, I remember it perfectly clear. We're like, hey, dude, times are tense. You know, one, we could be entertaining. And two, we got shit to say, like legitimate things. And I was just thinking as you were speaking, how low, how much lower the tension was than it is today. For real. Really? Right? I just thought that you, yeah, when you said man. that, I'm like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah, it was like a way calmer time. And we were like, what's going to happen? Now it's like, we're at what's going to happen. And we're just like, what's, we're, aren't there, have you guys seen like the joking memes about predicting what's going to happen next month? Oh, yeah. I already saw September yeah. this morning, man. I saw a fucking centipede that was ridiculously large. I'm like, how you here for September? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. what's, I mean, what's next though? Like, I mean, every month something new. I'm already like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, let's right. Just, show me the trailer. Let's just fucking go. <laughs> yeah, let's just start to find out. Yeah, let's find out. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what, what brought about the podcast. And, and like Motion said, you know, we do things that are entertaining, mm-hmm. uh, humorous, 
But ultimately, we want every conversation to be thought-provoking, where you can understand something from a different perspective. And even for people that don't like the news, don't like politics, don't like current events, that's why you should come listen to our show. Because we slip in the knowledge, you know, kind of just give it a little bit of a, a, a KY jelly. So you don't even recognize we already put it in. Yeah, my fans, they're convinced that I, uh, I recently beat a case of Down syndrome. <laughs> you beat wait 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 you beat a case of down syndrome. how the fuck does that happen i, I overcame the ds bro there's a rumor in my town in the town that uh i lived in for a little bit that i overcame uh the ds and i didn't start it i didn't start the rumor so <laughs> but you beat it though that's, that's that's the thing cured bro cured there you, you go you like oj for sure yep <laughs> no because i started listening to the podcast and i'm like i like it and it's it's uh you guys bring that uh like you said you slip in the current events you're not polarizing so it's not like you're a left or a right a center or you know nothing like that you guys give you guys just opinion yeah you know? and, and we that, often play contrarian too you know we'll be opposites yeah. just for the sake of conversation yeah. but i will say the the glide the glide of the show is thanks to my man imagine i don't know if you've seen the way he can segue but we'll be three subjects in. And I'll be like, I thought we were still talking about, but he's got me going the whole time, you know? <laughs> so and he's just, a producer, basically. He he's the driver, dude. It's yeah. way more than a producer, it's, especially when it comes to, like, podcasts. He's, if, you, if you tell him as a producer, I would say, like, in the sense of music mm. more than film, because he's the maestro. He's constructing everything in front of us, you know, live action. Not just, like, I think of podcast producers as kind of behind the scenes, and yeah. he's very much up front. He's driving the car. I just get to be ridiculous, dude. And I love him for it because I don't, I don't often get to be myself. So at least one hour a week, he gives me a venue to fucking let the bullshit out, you know? And it's. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to just fucking press record and put it out for the masses. I don't, I don't know if it's lucky enough. You might be responsible for that shit one day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're probably responsible. Well, yeah. that, that was that my next question. Like, with all the stuff you guys do, is there any topic that you guys feel like, ah, oh, fuck, maybe we shouldn't have said that. Maybe we shouldn't have put that out there. Every day. <laughs> no, not the topic, but the phrase or a sense. Yeah. The, one thing, the one thing I do, dude, is, you know, I mean, you know, you're familiar with Alex Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 20 years, 30 years, they let him say the most ridiculous shit he could say, right? Yeah. But one day he started talking about the kids. He started talking about crisis actors and the kids at Sandy, at, uh, Sandy Hook, Sandy right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next week he was done everywhere. So I will personally do, at all costs, avoid criticism of children. Because America, you can say shit about race, you can say shit about religion, you can say shit about you know, political background, but the minute you start talking about America's children, that's, we all common ground on that. We all come together. Yeah. Like, no, don't fuck with the kids, bro. The whole reason you know, the, the legality of weed is, Trump, is, is troublesome is because people go, I don't want my kids smoking weed. Well, that's on you as a parent. But that's, to me, the only reason I can find why they just haven't legalized it, right? Because the children, meanwhile, we're over here fucking drinking our asses off, having a great time podcasting. If this exact same situation was having, happening with guys who smoke blunts, it wouldn't bother us. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. So it's, it's just, I try to avoid the, the con, which, and it's not, I don't have to actively try to avoid it because imagine's never like, hey, how do you feel about 14-year-olds? But, but to me, that's my off topic. That's my line. And that's really the only line I got. Other than that, I'm saying whatever the fuck so comes he hasn't, So he hasn't hit you with the teen, like the whole the R. Kelly, like, you know, no. you like teenagers and you don't have pretty, to, when you mean teenagers, yeah. how old are we talking? This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a game. Meanwhile, he had three teenagers chained to couches in his living room. Was doing that fucking interview, dude. Oh my yeah, God. This is what I'm talking about. You know, 
Motion is, is just someone who you just let off the leash. He's yeah, no, I see that. You just let him go, and he's going to say some some really you know he's funny shit first first and foremost. But ultimately, it's going to be thought provoking. He's really going to give you a perspective, mm-hmm. and you know I, I try to provide that that same uh, effort of perspective and opinion to drive the conversation. And the the whole premise of the show is that we're all just trying to do things for the betterment of humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't, have to be, you don't have to be Republican, you don't have to be Democrat, you don't have to be gay, straight, whatever. All you have to be is a good human being. And we just delve into subjects that require you to evaluate, was this person, was this situation of being a good human being? Yeah. If not, then you're going to get that smoke, period. Yeah. That's true. That's I, true. I prefer to know opinions more than places like i don't i don't like that we're torn between two parties where if you're a pro-life you gotta be a democrat like no why can't i believe in tax cuts and the woman's right Mm. to choose you know what i mean like i'd rather know people as those things that they stand for as opposed to like you know i i think it's shitty that i can agree with a, a political party on one thing and all of a sudden, I got to back them up in arguments with friends and family, with people that I love, over 18 other fucking things I don't really give a shit about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's tribalism to me. I feel like it's kind of like you got to be within a certain clique. Like you just said right now, if you agree with one topic, oh, you're, you're clicked up with them now. Now yep. you got to you ride or die with them. That, that's, I think that's fucking stupid. I think that's kind of like tribalism. And that's something. It I is, mean, absolutely. We, that's something in our show we try to avoid. <laughs> It's kind of like we're out there. Well, we'll say this. We'll say the most controversial shit, but we'll contradict ourselves because guess what? We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we're contradictive. We're a contradictive you know, species. You know, we'll, I've always absolutely. And I've always reserved my right as an artist uh, to be hypocritical. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Yeah. You know, there's a, re- a thing in rap that most rappers feel like they're the best rapper in the world. And you kind of need to have that arrogance to get on stage and perform a great show. Yeah. But. Look at guys like Kid Cudi who write music, you know, about their feelings and not feeling well and not feeling like themselves and then even have suicide trouble. And uh, but if you ask him as a performer, he's gonna be like, oh, yeah, I'm the dopest. He, he reserves the right to be an artist and yeah. artists have contradicting feelings. That's where the shit comes from. If everything was fucking dandy and beautiful and candy canes, I would, there'd be no art to create. No, it's true. Very true. Yep. That's fucking damn. That's some that's some real shit right there, dude. Sorry, no. I was trying to get us uh trying to get you uh some uh. Hey, have you guys figured out how to uh make money out of podcasts yet? We're still trying to figure that shit out. I'm dude. I'm broke. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I, I I mean, to me, it's never been about the money. I mean, I know I'm doing the merch thing and I'm doing this. Well, I mean, I bet it's always been about having fun and interacting with cool people like yourselves, like meeting. I'm doing since doing podcasting in the last. Four years, I've met interesting people I don't think I've ever would have met. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome, that's what Look I like at, about this community. Like you, the three of us, right? Yeah, you, you just meet interesting people. You'll meet assholes once in a while, but you meet interesting people, and that's that's what I like doing this podcast. Like, I don't yeah, the, the money, the money. If the money comes, it comes. If it don't, it don't. That's, that's cool with me. I just the memories yeah. and the conversations you have with other people. That's that's kind of the money, I guess. I felt like that till I heard Joe Rogan get 150 million a year. Then I was like, all right, now there's money somewhere. Who, who, where's it at? I mean, you mentioning that. I mean, I would love for I mean, Spotify to <clears throat> hit me up with some money. Even if you offer me $2,000, I'll, I'll come and go to Spotify any day. Speaking of podcast growth, today he had Hannah Fontana. Today y'all got me. There we oh. go. 
Tell us a podcast. Clearly, clearly a better bang for your buck, no doubt. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, tuned I tuned what? out. I tuned out. I listened to five minutes and I got the fuck out of there. I'm like, what the fuck, Hannah Montana? Like, I'm out of here, y'all. Fuck this. I joke about her. She she acts like Hannah Fontana. What the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Yeah, the, the, the Hannah thing is, Montana. Though, you can take any podcast guest. I'll take anybody. I would take Hannah Montana on our show. But the thing is, though, everyone that comes onto our show that offers to come to on, onto our show, mm-hmm. it's like, look, we appreciate who you are and what you want to talk about on the show. But it's our show, and we do it our way. So if you're going to come onto our show, be prepared to have an opinion about everything. And we're not going to let you off the hook if you say something stupid. or yeah. you say something. We, we, we once had a guest who... <laughs> we, yeah. we once had a guest who she put uh, the ball on the tee, and I fucking swung. <laughs> tell him, tell him! <laughs> we, we had a guest who was convinced that the Underground Railroad was literally underground. That there was a train under the dirt that led from the south to the north, and slaves were getting on this underground train for freedom. Yeah. That was the Underground Railroad. What the fuck? And, and, and she, she was a close, close friend to one of us, okay. and we, we couldn't let it go. We're like, okay, no. look, we appreciate you coming out and making the trip out here, but wait, we got to talk about this. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. We did, I did 20 minutes going in on her, and then the other thing she said... Uh, and she said, thoughts have thoughts. And then Imagine was like, yeah, absolutely. When you have an idea, it spawns other ideas. And I was like, no, no, no. This bitch means hookers have ideas. And he's like, no, you didn't mean that, right? She's like, yeah. You know, like that hole over there? She has ideas. I was like, this is who we're working with. Listen, you're recording, right? <laughs> so you're saying anybody that goes to the show, you got to be in your P's and Q's because if not, you're going to get teed off on. No, I mean, not, like, that's, I, don't make it, I don't mean to make it sound like that. We expect you to be yourself yeah. and we're going to be ourselves. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, don't come in with that like, ha, ha, yeah, yeah. Like, no, come yeah. real, have fun. Realize that you're doing a podcast where what you're going to say, you might, you know, like it's, it's, same thing with here. Like everyone who comes here, um, when we do the Ram Alcoholics on Friday, you show up. We're gonna rant. Like you gotta yeah. keep up. You gotta keep up with the ramble. If you don't keep up with the ramble, you're gonna be fucking be dragged around. And I mean, it's up to you if you want to spend two hours being dragged, or, or, you can, <laughs> or you can literally just ramble. This, you know, don't come and try to pedal your shit. That's what no. we do. That's what we do to youths. To youths is like, yeah, like this we even have uh, like come over, do your thing, let's shoot the shit. But let's, you know, I get, I get the fact that we're here because it's a mutual thing here. Well, and like but, you said, don't don't come in expecting to be indifferent. Because yes. we're trying to pull opinion and conversation that's, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to drive shit forward. And if you come in and I, I'll, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, hey, dude, this episode's a fucking snoozer because of you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> has that happened? Like, have you ever told someone like It's hey, happened you- a couple Actually, and you know what's funny is when that person leaves the room, like, I, when it was my fault, I was like, I owe you a terrible guest. If you want to have a terrible guest on, <laughs> have a terrible guest. Whenever you want, I fucking owe you. I didn't know it was going to go that way. It's usually a lot more yeah. vocal. But you know, as you know, when you put a microphone in front of some people, it's just stutters, us, uh, you know. Well, that, microphones crack people. That that happened to you guys. I know when I started it, um, it was kind of like, um, yeah, welcome to the Ram Alcoholics. I'm Whiskey J. Like I was like, I t- I was trying to sound like I was a professional, and for the first couple episodes afterwards, I was like, I forgot that this was here, and I was just like going talking shit. Yeah. Was that with you guys in the beginning? Were you guys like trying to be like, oh yeah, know, professional altar boys and stuff like that? Well, I'm not like altar boys, but I, I definitely wanted to, like, you know, coming from the producer hat, you know, I wanted to ensure that all the podcasts that I listen to, 
they, they just seemed off center and they just didn't really have a point. So eventually, because you weren't there, there was a lot of conversations where like you had to be in the room to get it. Mm. I didn't want it to come off like that. So I put a lot of time and effort to make it be more structured. But what I learned was too much structure ruins the inherent chemistry and inherent talent mm -hmm. of ourselves. And then it just ruined it. So the, naturally, I started just kind of backpedaling and, you know, just, you know, balancing the levels. Too much of this, too much of that. I, I really think we, that we found a really good uh, formula that works for us to really get our one-hour program pretty much on the dot, but allow tangents and off-center conversations and just getting, just getting silly gooses. And as far, as far as our tone goes, mm. we were both previously performers. Imagine's a rapper. I do poetry. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, hosted rap shows for years. I hosted poetry shows for years. So we, we didn't have a problem with the, the presence of the microphone. Mm. Yeah. What it was, was we had to figure us out because initially, like the thing I loved about podcasts when I got into it was it was the wild west. You were allowed to say or do whatever you want because there was no money. I mean, there still isn't for us, please donate. But, <laughs> but like, I remember when, when podcasts that I listened to, when they started making money because the tone changed immediately. It went oh, yeah. from being able to say whatever you want, being able to do whatever you want, to like, oh shit, an actor lost a role in a movie because of some shit he said high as fuck on a podcast last year. Yeah. And, then every, and then it just, podcast became network TV to me, which I still enjoy because I'd rather see, you know, two or three comedians converse or a scientist than, you know, I don't know, the Ellen show or whatever is on TV <laughs> anymore. I don't know. But uh, so that's what I, I was stoked about. Like, I felt like my friend was putting me on a horse and give me a six shooter. You oh, know, like, shit. let's go, <laughs> West. Yeah, I mean, it still is. It still is, unless you hit that money mark where you're you're making that money. Then, of course, but that but isn't that going to be the struggle? Like when you, I that's the thing in the future, like future talking here. Where do you guys see yourselves in? Like you know, sooner or later, the money isn't important. Is, is that going to be the situation? Like I, I was talking about this with the other podcast, Oh Cupid Podcast, huh? where I know that we're going to hit a certain plateau one day that. I got to figure out, do I want to keep just talking shit and having fun? Or do I want to make this into a business where I got to watch my P's and Q's because guess what? I might get sponsors and I might have to watch what I say now where yeah. right now I can spew whatever the fuck I want. Like what's going to happen to me? Nothing. Well, yeah, totally. Unless, unless, unless my GM or someone in my supervisor listens to this, then I'm fucked. But you know what's an important tip is, well, you guys are 130 episodes in. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason that I go by my pen name. And it's so that if some shit ever, I was in a custody battle, which I won. I have the Congrats. power, like Conan. Yeah. But, um, I purposely make sure, well, first of all, all, my art goes by my pen name anyway. So I wanted to, to identify in that situation. But the other thing is I always want to have the backup of, that's a character. You know what I mean? That's not, I'm not responsible for that character. When he says go, he says, the main man motion, I'm imagine. That's, we're in character. You can't mm -hmm. fucking hold me responsible for that character says. You can hold me responsible for that character does, but not what he says. Eminem yeah. talks about murdering his mother, raping his ex. And it, like, that's him in character. He's creating art. So yeah. that's, I, I, I approach with that presence as far as like reading, you know, reaching that point one day where I'm going to have to negotiate what I want to do and how much money. It's one, like we said, all three of us didn't get in it for the money. So, which means it's going to take a lot of fucking money for me to change my mind as to why I do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, I don't like $17 is a lot of money, dude. Someone wants to give me 17 bucks. I might say some really nice things about Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, shit. It's going to take quite a bit amount of money to, to put a muzzle on us. But even if that, 
you know, if, if there's a corporate sponsor or something of that nature that comes down the, the pipe at some point, they know who they're partnering with. You can't just buy absolutely a podcast. We're not, we're not a product to be bought and sold. We're, we're uh, entertainers to be invested in. We will take partnerships. Um, but, you know, if we ever get to that point, you know, and to the, to the point of making it a business, you know, I, I created uh, my LLC, Stars and Street Lamps, and social nuisances under that. And everything that we do is a reflection of that business. Uh, but at the same time, no amount of money or no outside influence is ever going to change that because ultimately what it comes down to is me and Motion having a conversation every week. I mean, and that, that's you, all it is. Did you guys see uh, what so, happened with Spotify and Joe Rogan? Oh, they're, they're censoring his shit, I heard, right? They're yeah. Doing, so they took episodes cuts, of Brian Callen. They took Alex yeah. Jones episodes. So oh, he cuts this huge deal. How... Just for background <laughs> listeners, who, if they don't know the story – uh, Joe Rogan's whole stance is that, you know, whoever he wants to, he could talk to. And it's freedom of speech and, you know, this and that. And that's what built the show up to be so great, to be honest. Yeah. Is that everybody was allowed to be themselves. And he was equal and fair. I mean, he had Bernie on and then, you know, some fucking conservative. But so he signs this huge $100, $150 million deal with Spotify. The first day the library gets uploaded, all his, like, leftist, but not just regular left, like, the you know, the Alex Joneses, the Milos, the, the weird ones. Yeah. yeah they're just feels. missing. So now the debate is, he clearly said two months ago, my full library will be there. He addressed it. And so is it Spotify doing this with fucking him? Or did he just decide, did he sell out essentially like what we're saying? Well, I read there was a migration thing and I, and I can speak, to, I was going to talk about that this Friday. Um, I can speak that because when I migrated, cause I used to use Spreaker as my Oops. hub to, to produce, to uh, leak out of my episodes. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Anchor. I have a hundred and 30, I had, at that time, 132 episodes to migrate to Anchor. And out of the 132, only 90 were able to come through. And all the other 40 were with Republicans? I, with the, <laughs> the, the, yeah, all the, but the funny thing, all the Donald Trump episodes were not migrated through. Oh, shit. Uh, conspiracy. Oh. Conspiracy, right? QAnon. So I kind of sort of, be, I can sort of kind of believe him in a way, like, okay, spot, that's Spotify. How the fuck are you going to fuck up? But same yeah. thing, Joe Rogan has like, what, 1,500 episodes? Yes, yeah. So I, yes, can see, like- I can see the situation where you're migrating all that stuff from wherever he's using to Spotify. I you kind of believe it, but is it, I mean, but all, what a coincidence, all the episodes. I want to meet the guy who was like, you know what, I want to listen to episode 972 right now. Well, what it is, is it's not the number. It's like if you've come up on a comedian that you like, like when I first got into Hannibal Burris, he had just done an episode like 1300. I don't know, whatever. I'm just giving you a number. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. And then when you search Hannibal Burris, you see, oh, shit, he did episode 700. That was the Wild West of Joe Rogan. That's when they were smoking weed and drinking whiskey. Let me listen to that one. Mm. And you find out your favorite comedian's a bigot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's never that you need access to all of them. But okay. you know, and you know what's funny is the way they the way they reported it and the way that you're talking to me about it is that yeah they report these keynote ones are missing, but if you're saying 40 episodes disappeared, I don't know how many episodes did or didn't dis- didn't you know mm-hmm. migrate. So they might just be making it look like a you know like a leftist being held yeah. back, 
Meanwhile, you know, Chef Boyardee got fucking held back too on his episode or whatever, you know? Yeah, because yeah, when I read the article and I'm like, okay, like the migration, I'm like, okay, I, I can sort of relate because that's what happened to me when I moved everything to Anchor. I'm like, okay, I missed 40 episodes. Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm like slowly re releasing them yeah. back to the general public. But at the same time, I was like, do they really want to hear episode 13? Like, yeah. Ah. I'll take it out in an anniversary day. Like, oh, anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> a year ago, this episode came out. I'll do that. But I kind of sort of believe what Joe Rogan's people said. But at the same time, the, you know, you, t- you really like the Alex Joneses, the, uh, whoever he had, were excluded. But then yeah. if you look deeper, probably it's Chef probably, Boyardee was out. Yeah, probably. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think at a point, um, if you're going to get to big deals and stuff like that, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but ultimately our integrity will always remain intact. Yeah. And, you know, a decision will never be made on the show without both of our buy-offs. Dude, I want to, like, imagine, let's remember this moment, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one day when we're conversing about how much money it is and how much we're not going to be able to be ourselves, we're going to be like, remember that day on fucking Rambling <laughs> Alcoholics we said what this conversation would be? I'm going to hit you again. I'll be like, I don't know, man. I really need the $17. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, right? Shit, I, I was so happy when I opened up my account and uh, I, I was allowing um, commercials and yeah. on my show. And the sponsorships, yeah, yeah. And sponsorship. It took almost a year and I made twenty dollars. That was the most excited. I got. I'm like, oh <laughs> fuck, I made twenty fucking dollars. And then yeah, yeah. I took the twenty dollars out and it goes, oh well, we had to take this portion out. So it was actually fifteen. I took. <laughs> we went to a podcast convention, yeah. uninvited. Okay, yeah. acted like we belong there. And it's supposed to be all these podcasters from all over the world. And it was a rooftop and they're serving drinks and app, like real nice. And we're walking around, we're like, all right, break it out. And we had, you know, our mobile setup and we were around interviewing podcasters. And they're like, how come we didn't think about it? I'm like, how is this the podcast reflection? You know, yeah, like, yeah. How's this, doing what do you, what do you, how did you guys not think to podcast? And then at some point someone was like, well, are you, do you guys have passes? We're like, no, get the fuck out the way, bro. We're working. <laughs> we also did this. Uh, we were extras in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, no. Oh, and there was, a, there was a, like, we could see where the real, what's that shit called? The catering that they have on movies and shows? Catering? Yeah, no, catering. it's called uh, something, whatever. <laughs> craft service. Nice. Craft yeah, service. craft service. Thank you. We oh, saw craft yeah. service. They gave us, like, food that the inmates didn't take at Twin Towers. So we get these, like, ha- like nasty-ass sandwiches, and we can see craft services on the other side. And I was like, hey, dude, I bet you that's where Cube Sun is. It was like, because we saw the trailers and everything, like, all right, jump a gate real quick, start trying to hustle back there. But they had marked everybody's licenses. So a cop stops, a cop, by the way, I'm kind of wanted in Los Angeles. So I'm like sweating it. And they're like, can we see your IDs? And I'm thinking they're asking for my ID, like, because they're going to run them. And then just flip it over, like, hey, you guys have blue dots. Extras are over there. And I was like, you're, a, you're at work right now? You're a fucking cop? And you're just directing extras where to go? I was like, all right, but first, can I get some of that lasagna? Yeah, yeah, let me get some donuts first. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I, so, because we are doing this through Zoom, I did get the marker. For, we got seven minutes left before I have. So, we'll knock out a little bit out right now, and then we'll continue going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unless you guys want to quit right here. And no. Then... Up to okay. you, man. It's your show. Well, let's see what happens. This is the first time I've ever done a three-way conversation. So, let's, we got seven minutes. So, I mean, I'm, this part is three-way? Oh, my first good. three-way, bro. Seriously. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I'd be <laughs> drinking nickel soup and eating nickel punch. This is my first time I'm going to be airtight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, crazy, so you guys were in the literally extra, like, 
like what you what scene i mean if i watch it would i all see the concert guys? scenes uh, you know it took me down, dude. It was great. So we, we were in the, the, the final, not the final scene. It was the, the, the Detroit scene where they were performing uh, straight at, uh, fuck the police. And then the yeah. police came out and they were like, oh, you got it. We're arresting you and shit like that. And then like shots rang out. And everyone freaked out. Um, we were in that uh, concert scene. And it was crazy because we were there all fucking day. Um, you can't see us, but they should have because we were like in prominent scenes. But they just cut us out. We didn't make it. I freeze framed my arm. We were gonna make it. My arm because of the tattoos. I'm like, I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna like literally like frame it. Boom, boom. And then you know what's fucked up? There's no all. I got. I well, they pushed us back as a team. They're like y'all together. And it was John Singleton, right? Is that who directed it? No, no, no. It was Gary Gray. Gary Gray. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and uh, they kind of pushed us back, and they're like, you have too many tattoos. You wouldn't have that many tattoos in the '80s. And then, so I look at a manager, I'm like, hey, you stay here. I'll come back. Like, it was, we're not going to get punished over my tattoos. You be there. But you know what was really cool was as they were filming, at some point we stepped back and we're talking with Gary Gray and he's letting us watch from the camera his scenes as he's filming and then cutting back and looking back. And it was, I just never thought, you know, it's when you think about why you pay so much to be in Los Angeles, it's, those are moments that only we could have here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I never thought I would be, you know, with my boy, and then we're looking through fucking Gary Gray's camera. Shit. Like, yeah, no, it looks all right. No, you know what? I don't, <laughs> let's do this again. You know, yeah, yeah. Be like, who the fuck are you? He's looking at me like, one. <laughs> oh, I'm extra number 1,238. That's who the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, dude. <laughs> it's crazy shit, though. Damn. And then we went to a bar and a strip club. It was a great Los Angeles night. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Damn. I knew all the strip club managers, so I was like, are you trying to be home? He's like, I mean, we got time. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. So you guys want, were you guys bragging about it? Like, oh, I was an extra on the movie. Oh, no, I said I, was, I, I, said, I said I was uh, one of the main guys who killed Easy. <laughs> I had a starring role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They called me not so easy. Not so easy? <laughs> oh, damn. I, I mean, I, I would have bragged them like, oh, hey, baby, you know, I was, in the, I was an extra. Where you at? You gotta watch the movie, but you want to give me a left hand so You know what? There's more to that story I just remembered. I'll fucking text it to you after the show. I don't All know right. how safe it is. Safe but... for you or for me? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, actually, you know, no, yeah, well, well, it doesn't need to be on the show, but it's, it, okay. was, it was before our new lives. Oh, uh, before your new... Wait, you guys are witness protection or what the fuck? No, we're married. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's like witness protection, but the bad guy's there. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I, I feel you. Know. I, this, so, week my, this week is my wedding anniversary. You know, so I. Oh, no, so was that? Does that have something to do with the wake you were supposed to be at? <laughs> yeah, it kind of was, dude. I'll was, let you know if she's behind you, dude. I, I, was, I was trying to hey, remember dude, the time I was single. Blink three times if you need help, dude. We'll call the police, man. <laughs> I actually I blinked. I never seen anyone blink three times that fast, dude. Please help me. Help me. <laughs> I'm held hostage. Help me. That was SOS and Morse code, bro. I've I've been uh I've been calling mine I go between two names for the situation or the weather girl. Situation or the weather girl. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. when we're doing a show and I'm in mid-story, I'm like, oh the weather girl's here. And then the story stops. <laughs> all right, so let's take a quick break real quick and then we'll continue with this episode real quick, all right? Absolutely. So, uh, and I hope you guys like black rhino pills. Black rhino pills. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're back. I, folks. <laughs> I don't know if they specific, specifically describe the color of the rhino, bro. 
I think it's just rhino pills. I want to think it's black rhino. You know what? It's, they got black ice, right? The scent. Which, yeah. by the way, is the worst fucking... Well, I don't know. The strawberry one's pretty wretched, too. Yeah. So. Black rhino pills are like... What's going you're, on. Telling me, you're telling me you went to an AMPM and you know you were trying to get it in and be like, black rhino pills. <laughs> you, oh, if shit. not if there were 10 bucks. I already spent my last 17. You know? <laughs> I don't know why 17 is the magic number today, but it is. I know. I was about to say, did you guys get paid 17 bucks? That's what you get to use this? That was my third time. Rule of three for comedy, three times. <laughs> oh, got it, got it. Well, question, how did you guys come up with the name, so The Social Nuisance? That was all imagined. Uh, th- there was actually a number of names that we were going over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I eventually, I gave him, like, a bunch of choices, and I thought to myself, okay, what would best capture what we're trying to do? Um, and there was the involvement of, like, you know, drinking or just bullshitting or just, I don't know. Or changing, uh, changing the ways. Getting yeah, I, I, I can really, really think of anything that was like small, catchy, and impactful. Um, and I, I happened upon the word nuisance um, and just really, okay, I like that a lot. And then the, the, the social piece, which is kind of, okay, well, socials that we're talking about, being social, social aspects, social commentary, and being a nuisance towards it. I was like, okay, social nuisance. I like that. Social nuisance podcast. So I gave him a bunch of choices, and that's the one he settled on too. So I was like, there we go. Done. I, Social I a, nuisance podcast. I have a theory about our show, dude. We're not here to sell bread. We sell yeast. We sell yeast. You know what I mean? We're yeah. here to aggravate. We're here to grow. We're here to move things. We're not, we're not nobody's final product. You might think you know what you are till you sprinkle a little bit of us and then put you in the oven, and you're going to come out a whole other shape and shade. That's true. That's a good way to describe it. Talk about that. What have been the positive uh, reaction reviews for you guys doing the show? You know, it's yeah, I, I think, sprinkled. Go, go ahead and match. I apologize. Yeah, no, it's all good. I, I think, I think the, the biggest impact is that the fact that, you know, when you start out a podcast, you have like your initial friends and family that support your endeavor. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. You know, you know, everyone's kind of on board, but slowly but surely it starts to spread. And, you know, with, with Anchor, one of the cool things about it, well, a lot of the other platforms is that you get to see where your listenership is at. And a lot of our listenership is in Northern California, in France, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and it's just kind of crazy how like wow, like we're we're getting around to locations that we ourselves have never been, but knowing that we're making an impact in that sense is is just monumental. And knowing that you can do that with the podcast and just like you said, sprinkling a little bit of perspective in your life. Hmm. You, you had some uh, emotion. No, well, yeah, but we. I would say like the way those influences come back to us and the way it circles around that we had an effect on someone's life is so fucking sporadic because someone will hit me up about a Kanye fucking rant that I did uh, from episode like four, you know, a year later. And then we started putting out just sound bites and someone will call me and say, hey, I heard your sound bite. And they want to talk about it. I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up. Listen to the whole episode because you, you didn't hear the context. And then like my father was on the podcast as a, as a representative for a conservative type. Then we did like yeah. two episodes with him. And then I had like a, just general people in that are related to the people we're related to, not even that are related to us, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. In-laws and things like that will come to me and be like, I heard that episode. And it's just, you can't ever really think about, you got to think about the listeners as far as entertainment value. Like I've learned to be a little bit bigger, a little bit more, you know, flamboyant than I would be regularly. 
because if they're listening to their car or in their headphones, it can't, you can't just be having a conversation. You know, it's just two guys talking at a table. You got to go, you got to yeah. put some energy out. Cause they're, it's their Monday or whatever it is. They want to be hype. And uh, so we do something like that, but mm-hmm. you can't be thinking about them when you're thinking about what you're saying. You, you want know, them you, to feed off your energy. You want exactly. them to Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I get you. I get you. But I don't want to be like, oh, shit, my girl's dad is going to listen to this because he does. Oh, shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, like last week, we, we always start the show with these little icebreakers. And I asked him straight up, hey, dude, if your chick died, would, you, would your family, des- would her family describe you as a suspect? Because fucking mine would. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Two days <laughs> later, these motherfuckers at the front door like, we wouldn't. And I'm like, you're all lying. You're all lying right now. You're all fucking lying. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And I was like, and by the way, if you, if you wouldn't, then may I, can I, you guys aren't going to tell anybody? I just, <laughs> you're just okay, prepping right? them. You're prepping them, right? You're trying to see. Yeah. Yeah. You tell the authorities that was motion. That, that wasn't me. That was yeah, motion. It was, a, <laughs> it, was a, it was a character. It was a fictional character. It's a character piece. <laughs> yeah. It's chess, not checkers, y'all. <laughs> so I was going to ask you that. So like, I know your the reaction of you guys' family. Like I know when I did the show, when I've been doing the show, you know the first thing was like, "So you guys getting paid for this?" We're like, "Well, no, we're yeah. just sitting down in the table or a chair, just talking shit for free." And I'm like, "Yeah, on the radio." I'm like, "No, no, no, podcast. What's podcast?" I'm like, and then I would spend time explaining to them, and some of them would listen to it and they'd be like, "Yeah, this is just some bullshit." Like, what the fuck? You guys actually people listen to this bullshit? And I'm like, "Yeah, actually people do listen to this bullshit." Yeah, and I made a nickel. Yeah, and that made a nickel, Dad. And initially, <laughs> when we first broke through, and I, you know, I encourage everybody who's listening, whoever wanted to, wants to, or yeah. thinks about it, like go do it. It's not yes. a competitive world. You're not nope. getting shit from me that I like. In this, we're hopefully, you know, swapping listeners and getting yes. get to share this. But um, like, fuck, I forgot what I was talking about. It's rambling. Don't even worry about it. Car <laughs> drove by, and I was like, "Car's close to my house." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, 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 even, I forgot mine. what. The- oh, I know what it was. That initially I was a big podcast fan yeah. and imagine was getting his ankles wet. I was like telling him like, we got to do this. We got to do this. We should do this. Mm-hmm. Mostly just cause like, I wanted to record our conversations. I thought we had great talks, but then sure. uh, he was kind of like, well, what, what do we get out of it? Other than us talking? I'm like, this is what we get. First of all, we're pretty much best friends and we get to spend time every week together. Second of all, Joe Rogan has been doing this shit. Cause at this time he'd only been doing like 10 or 11, only 10 or 11 years. Yeah. And I'm like, and he just started making money. So don't think about money, bro, because it's not coming for another ten years. It's now we're four years of, in. It's more of an at, investment. Exactly. You know, like, but and then as time went on and as our lives evolved, like, it really got to. There was a year where we did the podcast from a strip club because all my connections. A homeboy uh, was a listener, and he's like, "Hey, how come you guys aren't doing this?" Because we had like we did a couple months in like a TV studio, and we balled out. We tried to pay for it, but we both got families and you know, yeah. rent and bills. And so uh, he was like, hey, the video, what happened to the video? He's like, dude, come down to the strip club. We got the whole upstairs. It's empty. You can do whatever you want. So we built a studio upstairs and we were working oh, there. Shit. But it was yeah. really like, it was time for us to be us, you yeah. know? Yeah. So you, that was, that we got, we get love out of it, you know, and yeah. our listeners and each other. And now you, your first. We throw people. badass parties. And yeah, guys, the parties are phenomenal. Ooh, I, I got to join that party. So and, we you guys, throw... and you guys broke my chair. My first threesome here. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Thank you. You guys were gentle. That's probably not how you imagined, but... Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured, like, I mean, I've, you know, occasionally clicking, on some, occasionally clicking on gay porn and kind of, you know, Dude, you get a, you get a notion of it. I, I have a theory I might accident. be 
I might yeah. actually be gay one day. Like, if I live to be long <laughs> enough, my dick stops working and my man's dick stops working, I'd rather live with my best friend. Damn. You don't you know, have like, a bad idea. I saw yep. a TV show. Um, I don't know. It's the one where, like, the family adopted a kid or something, and they're all twins or triplets. I don't remember what it is. My girl watches all the time. But, like, the, the kid's dad came out as gay at 80. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so honorable. I'm like, no. He's not sucking dicks or fuck. He's fake gay. He just moved in with his best guy friend and they're playing PlayStation. That's not actually gay. That's the kind of the dream, actually. You're right. Yeah, man. it is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're making me think now, man. I'm thought, I'm and like, girls make you earn sex. Your best friend wouldn't do that to you. Nope. No, hey, dude. dude. He'd be like, oh, fuck you, you need a release, you need a release. Yeah, yep. dude. Yep. Guys get it, dude. This has been a great three-way. This, actually, it is. It's been very informative and very great. I fucking love this. I wouldn't mind being airtight again with you guys any day of the fucking week. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, we make it back to the strip club. Everyone was really... Oh. You know, it was funny because like, a lot of the times we would invite like really like um, insightful, intelligent podcasts. Yeah. Because we would exchange, you know, those perspectives. Yeah. And like, oh, what do you guys record? Like, oh, we recorded this address. Just, just punch it and just show up. And they would always pull up to the driver. You're like, purple and green are you, neon. <laughs> are you guys at the strip club? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come on up. Tell me you're with the show. And we would go downstairs. Like, oh, we're upstairs. And then we'd get all set up and everything. Do the show. And they're just like totally taken aback. Like, we're in a strip club. Yeah, but let's have a really thought provoking discussion. Let's go. And you know what's fucking great? That strip club, the the marquee. Says thousands of beautiful girls and three ugly ones. So it's not even like a regular strip club, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're like, talking about us. <laughs> I was about to say right now, like, were they talking about you guys? There's gonna, yeah, yeah, there's gonna be three ugly bitches in here, and you're one of them, sir. To the to whoever. You know, <laughs> so, guest list. You know what's funny? I don't know if you caught this, imagine. Uh, when we, we did our 100th episode recently, and people called in, fans called in, left messages. The manager of the strip club was like, I can't wait for this COVID to be done with so we could have you guys back in the club. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're so tired yeah. of the bitches that work for you. You're more excited about us coming back than the strippers, dude. <laughs> dude, I actually would think, like, if I were to come to your show, like, if, if I, this was the first time going to your show and I didn't meet you guys right now, and you'd be like, yeah, come on this address. And I would go, and I'm like, these fuckers just pranked me. They made me drive all the way uh, here. Yeah, people, that's what they always check. Fuckers, they'll be like, <laughs> I mean, I would yeah. still go to the strip club. I would still tell my wife, like, oh, I'm going to a podcast. Yeah, that'd be a Airplane. great prank. Since I'm here. Yeah, and then just, you know, pot, episodes get lost. You know, I, I don't know what happened. They didn't release it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I went, I spoke with them intelligently. I told them about Biden, and I don't know why they didn't come out. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it was $100 missing. Yeah, I got Joe Rogan for sure. <laughs> Joe Rogan popped up. I don't know what the fuck happened to that. <laughs> anchor didn't anchor. Fucking didn't anchor. Remember what Anchor did to me? They did it to them. <laughs> they did it to them, babe. What if I have griddle, uh, glitter in my pants? I don't fucking know. These guys are fucking wild. Oh, have you ever gotten into, here's a good question. You ever gotten into an Uber where there's glitter in it and your chick wasn't with you? No. <laughs> I got in the backseat of Uber that was covered in purple glitter. I immediately FaceTime, spotlight. Hey, babe, look at this shit. Look all <laughs> over this fucking Uber. Purple glitter. I didn't, I'm not coming home with it. There's fucking purple glitter. Hey, my bad, show her the front seat. Purple glitter in the front. No. All right. Oh. And then she's like, okay, babe, okay. And then, I, and then I hung up and I was like, all right, you guys get back in the car. <laughs> Good one. No, no, no. So I went, so I had my bachelor party in Vegas. 
And I told my wife, no strippers, we're just gonna go out and drink and you know, fuck, shoot the shit. Now I was strip club for three nights straight, strip club. Oh yeah. And and at one of the last days, I wore all black, like black black button up, black slacks, you know, everything. Like black. for a funeral. Exactly, because that's my last day. Rule so, comedy three times. Exactly. <laughs> so I wore black stripper, you know, did her thing, and then I didn't notice it. I'm like, whatever. So I get home, I throw the clothes in the laundry, I get a text from my wife. Well, at my time, you know, wasn't yeah. my wife, but she goes. You went to the strip club, didn't you? I'm like, nah, baby, where the fuck would I go? I told you I wasn't going to go. She, <laughs> she took a picture, and there was literally in my crotch, fucking glitter in my crotch area, bro. <laughs> and then all my black tie, glitter all over that Who shit. Who was your best man, dude? He needed to send her a picture immediately of his ass having glitter on it. Escaleto. He was supposed to be here tonight. That's Escaleto. what best men are for. Exactly. Bailed on you twice, bro. <laughs> Tell him to do it one more time or it won't be funny. Um, <laughs> uh, three <laughs> um, my my fucking bachelor party was the opposite, dude. I told everybody, "Hey, no strip club, no strip club," because they would fucking ask him for my fiance. Then we go, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go to this whiskey bar. Oh, we're gonna go to this rum bar." I'm like, "What's up with the strip club?" They're like, "You said no strip." I'm like, "You asked in front of her, <laughs> motherfuckers." That's so, nah, but that was that was the only time after that I've learned to wash my clothes and my tias instead. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Nice. Like, what happened to your clothes? I'm like, we talk about baby. I'm wearing the same clothes. though. you walked out with the black shirt. No, but I'm wearing gray today. What the fuck are you talking? You yeah, got dementia, baby. You got dementia out here. Yeah, <laughs> my tears are metiches, dude. They'll fucking send her a picture. You see? You see? Oh, <laughs> I wanted to open up a website called metiches.com and just people would put pictures of their fucking tias up there, dude. Seriously, just, I, I. Oh yeah, I. A bunch of wanted posters. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Like FBI's type most wanted and it's shit. The headline's gonna be Cuidado con estas, and it's just tia, 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 tia. <laughs> so, with everything going on with the whole COVID and everything went on with the social stuff going on, do you guys feel you guys have like a shit ton of material, but a little bit of time to go run through them with with this twenty four hour news cycle? Like everything's going like quick. Like, how do you guys not, keep up with that? Not necessarily, because you know when you pre when you fall to the prey of the media, yeah. there's a lot of like clickbait. There's a lot mm. of polarized bullshit. Yeah. And we're not about that. Cause uh, you know, it's the same old shit. Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump did that. Biden's doing this. And we don't necessarily want to cover all of that. We want to, we want to cover the things that make you think we want to cover the things that are going to make you take a step back and be like, huh? Okay. Like uh, a good example, just recently, a couple episodes ago, there's a, a town up in Washington that was printing their own wooden money to help out with the time of COVID. Yeah. So they, they couldn't get any like federal stimulus or having issues and just, you know, whatever the fuck. But ultimately they decided that an old solution for them back in like the 1918, 1920s. Was right before depression. Yeah. 20s. Right. They, they printed their own wooden money as a way of keeping their economy going in the local section. So they did the exact same thing to deal with the, the age of COVID. And we cover stories like that that make you think of like, okay, what is money? What is monetary value? How can we keep the economy going? How can we keep local commerce moving in the age of COVID? And instead yeah. of talking about, oh, well, Donald Trump broke this law, nothing new there. It's not so hard to, to, to stay away from the, the bait of easy fish in the barrel news. But we always want to bring you substance and things to think about. And, you know, if something that's top line that'll come across that way, sure, we'll cover it. But other than that, we kind of stay away from it. And the thoughts don't always have to be current events. Like we have this uh, running gag where I'll say, hey, quick question. And then it could be really retarded (laughs) or it could be insightful. And you just never, it could be like, hey, would you rather get a good or bad hand job from your grandma? 
And then uh-huh. other times it's like something that's just like, hey, like I don't, whatever, but they're they're thought provoking, but completely unrelated to anything we've talked about the whole episode. And yeah. what I love about the structure of our episode is he runs a structure. We share nothing. We almost hate talking before the show. And so like my little stupid bits, I wrote them independently. And it was like, I would try to work them in, but it would fuck up his direction where he's going. Yeah. I'm trying to work in a bit, you know, and, and it's got nothing. He's just like, what are you doing? It's awkward. Like we're not having a conversation. So I decided I would just blatantly throw it off. Hey bro, quick question. And I'd be like, why do we call them buildings? Shouldn't we call them builts? They're already done. Like, <laughs> just yeah. shit like, and then it's like, yeah. it provokes a thought. And you're like, well, uh, I don't, but I'm letting him know, hey, we're going to go, this is non sequitur. You know what I mean? Instead of like trying to be like, is he going to talk about a building? Is he going to talk about, and he goes, we're building relationships. Hey, why do we call them buildings? And it's just like, what are you fucking doing to the show? You know what I mean? So like, he gives me, he allows me that I try the problem with me is if you give me enough rope, I'm going to fucking hang myself. So, like... <laughs> so he's I, there to reel you back in. Like, hey, exactly. This how much I'm giving dude, you. This, yeah. They say about, about like, uh, guys with my last name is that we're so hard-headed. Dude, it's, like, not good for learning, but good for pounding nails. So it took a long time for me to realize, oh, he's fucking loving me. He's pulling us in. He's doing something good instead of, like, I'm like, don't pull me. I'm working. You know, so it's like, oh, okay. So we've learned to be very fluid and, and uh, our, our communication, not just through the show, but after the show, about the show, yeah. is yeah. fucking phenomenal now. And, and sometimes we can't communicate. It's just like Open Anthony, they had a great show, they have fights. Yeah. And sometimes we just go, you know what, let's, let's take a day or two. At the end of the day, like, I, I fucking love you, you love me. Right. We both want the show, so let's figure this shit out. But it's, always, it's never, not, there's no rush. Yeah, you know, we, got a, we got a week. Do you guys mind being a therapist for this show? Because no, not at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, that's what I'm looking for. Cost you seventeen dollars though. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, get him with the fucking uh, Venmo, dude. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get a drink to the Venmo at Social Nuisance. I got, I gotta check, I gotta check my anchor sponsorship. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I know you're only at fifteen. Last I checked. Hey, um, how do you feel about like your core? You guys have a core supporters that are like rigid listeners yeah oh hell yeah um like we, we're surprised we have like a new zealand guy like always fucking uh-huh. dms us and be like oh you guys you know you guys talk about this this was really funny and now all of us like within the last three months just bombarded with dms are like oh i found this funny i found it offensive but then i realized i gotta i can't be a tight ass yeah type of things that i'm like oh shit like i'm still caught off guard by all the stuff that we get like i still think there's only three people listening to this show yeah right now yeah. when i when i look at the numbers on anchor i'm like holy shit how about when this I, when i see the when i see the countries i'm like holy shit you ever get a yeah, listener that that talks to you that you don't know them but they know like i talk about my kids in our episodes yeah. i tell stories i give nicknames and then they're like we were out in public and somebody i'd never really met was like oh is that robot baby because i have this story about my son where he pretends to be a robot and I call him Robot Baby. I call him Robot Baby for years. And it's like, they're like, oh, is that Robot Baby? And I'm like, hey, you don't fucking know my kid. <laughs> like, no, you do know my kid. I yeah. talk about my kid. That's a, but it, like, as a parent, I'm like, I've never met you, but they have a hundred and some hours of me talking about my family. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. do know me, you know? So uh, does you guys ever run to that when you do like public shows at bars or uh, we, we, we do breweries and stuff? We wanted to. So that was the goal this year. This year was supposed to be the goal 
of traveling and taking this on the road. We were supposed to uh, go to Arizona and go meet up uh, Dangerous World Podcast. Okay. Uh, we were going to go to like different places and meet up with podcasts. And like, like you guys, we would have been like, hey, you guys want to meet yeah. up with Brewery? Let's do this episode. That was the goal, to take this on the road and just do the episode. Like, of course, COVID hit. Yeah. Um, so, COVID. Uh, but we do, we're starting to now show our faces more because before it was kind of like you hear our voices. Now I'm trying the new promotion, the new objective is to put a face behind the voice. Yeah. Because I feel like it makes it more personal for the, uh, for the listener to be like, oh, that's Whiskey J. Oh, that's Escaleto. Yeah. That's Mr. Lou. So that's kind of new, the new, the new way we're going now that we want to put a face to the voice that you guys have been listening to for 139 episodes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing the same thing. We had our, our, our YouTube that was going, you know, phenomenal. I mean, the, the video uh, mm. aspect of the show was pretty badass. I mean, it, it was cool. Um, but now that we can't, you know, have the show in person as frequent as we want, um, we, it kind of took a back seat so yeah fucking covid but i mean even on the youtube stuff it's really exciting to see how the show can take on new forms or mm-hmm. different jokes hit a different way when it's through video instead of just audio yeah but we're looking forward to getting back on that too well video has always been our thing we've been wanting to we've been told like hey you guys should do video you guys should do video and i'm like yeah, i don't know video like i don't i i haven't been sold on it yet i'm still good with doing the audio version of it like Maybe because I, I'm like, like I just said, we're just barely starting to put a face to the to the name to the voices, but I've been always been approached like you guys should do all, you guys should do a visual thing too. This I would love to see where you guys do it. I'm like, we're just in a room with a futon, yeah, and a and literally a cooler with ice and beer. That's all we you got. Know, <laughs> That's all I was we do. I was actually probably too aggressive on having a YouTube presence. Like I would yeah. tell them like I don't care if it's just a background of our picture, the social nuisance logo but upload videos to YouTube. And mm. he, would, he would tell me like, hey dude, this is like, we have a good product. We should put it together and package it well. Cause my, that's my attitude. Mine's everything is like, just go, just do it. Let's do it now. And he's like, no, let's step back. Let's do this appropriately. So it's, I'm thankful, not just that Imagine's part of the show, but that he is who he is because of the way he puts this together. Like, dude, I come on the show and I, I hang out with my best friend for an hour once a week and it'd be a silly goose. Like that's my responsibility. It, the rest of it is, and you know what? I feel guilty when I don't come through with my end. Like if we're at 45 minutes in, I'm like, was that a snoozer? Did I not do it? Are listeners going to be pissed? He's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, are you sure? I'll kill myself. You know, like, <laughs> he's trying to talk you down the ledge. No, no, you did good. You did good. Don't worry about it. You were just yeah, yeah, being a silly we- goose. Now get off that wall. <laughs> well, I mean, has ever been an episode for you guys where you're like, oh, this, we weren't, this wasn't our A game. It was uh, good. Yeah. It was good. But it wasn't our A game. We are not. I wouldn't say we've gotten in live fights, but I've gotten legit like butt hurt emotions on an episode. Oh shit! Or two or three. I don't know. So yeah, yeah we, I, you, if you we, go through them, we we definitely had episodes that were you know even even episodes that haven't been released just because things get too little too crazy mm. or or just doesn't feel right either yeah. a technical aspect or we're just not in the right headspace what have you. But for the most part, you know we know the structure of the show. We know how to execute the show. So we just put it out and we just do work. But ultimately, it's just two guys hanging out and conversing. And sometimes the conversation doesn't get to where you want it to be. Yeah. At which point you got to feel comfortable to say like, Let, let's just pull the plug. Let's try again maybe tomorrow and you know, go from there. Oh, no. We learned the hard way. We, we, well, we, yeah, well, the hard way is the only way to learn. No, we'll still oh, yeah. look at each other and we're like, this isn't good. Fuck, yeah. let's keep going. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm the one debating, like, oh, God, wait, I just waste, not waste, but like, I just spent three, two hours with these guys. Like, yeah. like, let me see what I could salvage. And I'm like, no, fuck it. The fans are used to listening to us sometimes. Do you, do you, do you find that happens more when you try to force it? Or yes. do you think it happens? Yeah. Um, early on, like when we, we, it took us a while to get this dynamic with, the, with my crew. And we finally did. We started doing, we should have like a, a, a racer board with topics. Let's start, yeah. let's, start putting, let's start putting structure behind this. It, and then it became the worst episodes. And we're like, no, let's just fucking do what we do. Just get drunk and then randomly blurt out, blurt out topics and shit like that. And now yes. we're starting to introduce, like, uh, we, we found out that, you know, Mr. Luke can do good voiceovers with Bill Clinton. And apparently, oh, yeah. I, and apparently I can do a... You do the Trump. I, apparently I can do a good Donald Trump, I've been told. So we do that <laughs> now. And, you know, he don't... And my, the other guy can do a, a Hindu guy or an Indian guy. So we do that now. So we're like, okay, cool. Like we're just throwing out bits when we can. Some of them are tasteful, some of them are not tasteful. You want to see something funny? All right. Uh, You participate if you want, but it's one of my favorite things to do with kids. All right. Uh, How can you can you laugh like a black dude? Oh God! (laughs) What the hell? Can you laugh like like how a black dude laughs? (laughs) All right. How do Mexicans laugh? (laughs) What about Asians? (laughs) Oh, you ain't doing it. And white people? Oh, Charlie, you're funny. I just love asking people how racists laugh, dude. Like, and then you find out more about the, like, yours were, you didn't do any of that bad. But like, you. I usually start with like my race so that people are calm. But if you ask kids, like how racists laugh, kids are fucking, they say race is not, oh. in, it's not to kids. No, kids are bigots, dude. They're Ooh, fucking kids. mean, dude. <laughs> I love asking people like how racists laugh and then they get like, See, you just did it. You're not, you're like, I'm not a bad person. Yeah. I'm, I'll be silly. But yeah. a bad person will be like, they'll either like do some outrageous stereotype or they'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to like, all right, well, well, wait, why are you afraid of laughing like a black dude? Nothing's yeah. wrong. I don't think nothing wrong with it. I mean, anybody that comes up and be like, that was the most racist thing. Like, I, I just laughed. That's I had this I joke did. about uh, laughing about like black people. Cause you know, black people, they, when they laugh, they move in and then out. Like they move in and out. One time I said shit so funny, this black dude moved to Las Vegas. He just floated out up to 15, never came back. <laughs> Jesus. Damn, I, I, you know, I want to, when this all cover is over, I seriously want to come over to that strip club and have fun with you guys. Oh, yeah, it's a good time. My I kids mean, are acting like homeless people outside. <laughs> Playing with flashlights and paint. Like, what the fuck are you guys tagging on? Damn, the flashlight and paint. Damn, they're about Whatever, to Whatever, it's Riverside. Have at it. <laughs> There you go. There you. Where, go. Where'd you grow up? Where you guys all? You guys are all Whittier cats, right? Yeah, we're all Whittier. I grew up in El Monte, which is basically a little bit. I grew up in Puente. Oh shit! So you know where I'm here. We're neighbors. Francis Quito joins us. Seriously, uh, yeah. So I grew up in El Monte. Just like within the last 13 years, I've lived in Whittier. So we've been doing the song in Whittier, and everyone pretty much has migrated. All my family's like. Oh, Whittier's nice. So everyone's migrated to Whittier within the last. Whittier's years. dope. I love Whittier. Oh, we used to, uh, we used to ride fixies. So we'd go from like, well, at this point I had a, an apartment in Pico. Yeah. And we'd go from Pico to Whittier every day. But then we'd pass Greenleaf and go up to um, Carino's because Carino's had $2 beers and 25 cent wings. I heard, I heard about that. Yeah. It's gone now. They're, yeah. they're fucking, well, not just COVID, but like over the past couple of years, they got rid of that shit. But for like two or three years solid, there'd be 25 kids leaving on fixies, fucked up, crashing into shit, getting hit by cars. <laughs> that was us. Damn. <laughs> That's some but shit. You guys got Greenleaf. That's fucking Greenleaf has to be one of the best uptowns in Southern California. 
No, it is. It is. I, I loved it. When I first moved out here with my wife, when we moved in, she took me here and I'm like, what the fuck? This is, this is nice. This, is, this isn't like a Monte, like the Valley Mall. It's just ghetto. This is like yeah. nicely lit. Yeah. Because we would go to Puente Hills hold my knife. Or, or West Covina. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Puente Hills, you can meet a hood rat. West Covina, you might, you might get a white girl, you know? <laughs> I, I, I always found the West Covina, you found the psycho girls that want to stab you because you didn't. Well, remember West Covina had the strip club store? They had a store that was for strippers. It had like the heels and the like the chonies and shit. And I was just like, this is where strippers go to shop. I didn't because you never, you always, I never wondered where they get that shit because I, I forget that they have it. But they got to buy it somewhere. It was West Covina Plaza. Yep, that's what they did. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. I used to pass by, like, oh, see, maybe I could see someone fit that shit in. Oh, hey, what's that bar? Is it 3640 or 6340? It's the address on Greenleaf. The name is the bar, is the yeah, address. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking right. about. But I, yeah, what about it? They got the best, worst wings on the planet or best? the worst, best wings. The wings that they have, like they, they make wings there. Yeah. And they're either the best, worst wings. It depends who makes them. Or the worst, best wings. But they're fucking consistent. They're phenomenal. I love them. No, One of right. my favorite spots. Sixty-two forty. That's what it is. Yes, yes. I, you're right. But it depends who makes them and what time you go. Yeah, but they're they're that best worst or worst best always in the middle. Yeah, I, w- I was there when there was an earthquake happened and I was drinking beer and the earthquake and the, the everything was shaking and I'm like, ah oh, shit. So I'm like, should I run? I'm like, nah, fuck. I'm just gonna finish this beer and knock it out. One one, <laughs> one thing I love about drinking is whenever there's an earthquake, I'm the only one walking normal. Everybody else is like, oh, and I'm just like, whoa. What the fuck happened here? I was in the line. Seriously. I was at a Dodger Stadium last year during that last big earthquake that, oh, like, knocked shit. shit over. Yeah. yeah. And we were up top because I had family visiting, so we had to buy, like, 20 tickets or, like, the $6 tickets, please. And, uh, yeah, dude, the, the foul poles were going like this, and the fucking whole thing started rumbling. And my brother looks, and my brother's older than me. He goes, hey, what do we do? I'm like, you're the big brother, number one. Number two, we're at the top. There's nowhere to run. We're fucking coming down if we come down. It was like a 30-second earthquake. I don't know if you saw it. was the one where the girls were doing the makeup tutorial yeah. with bookcases. Huh? Mm-hmm. It was a legit earthquake. And then uh, the cool thing was they were playing the Padres. So being California teams, they didn't cancel the game. They were just like, all right, it's no, done. It's normal, it's normal. Yeah. All right, well, we're two outs, man, I'm first. And then we got to rest, watch the rest of the game. But my family that was in town was from Arkansas. So I never oh. experienced an earthquake. Oh, I'm like, you guys got an earthquake at Dodger Stadium. Welcome to California, bitches. See, that's a good welcome. That is a, literally a good welcome to California. Having right? Earthquake. You guys Seriously. almost got to slide down Travis Ravine. <laughs> literally, if that would have lasted a little longer, yes, it would have gone down like that. That's some crazy ass shit. And fucking timers back on again. So we're going to fucking continue going and I'll fucking click out and then we'll do another fucking Black Rhino commercial and then we'll call, it, call it. We'll probably end up calling this last one and then... We'll, we'll, ch- oh, we'll do, change we'll it to... Uh, you do those, those questions and then wrap it up? Yeah. So we'll, okay. so let's just keep talking. We'll click out. We'll do another Black Rhino commercial and then we'll do a kid into the, the, the questions. The questions. Right. But... Uh, so, I mean, where are you from? Imagine. I mean, if you can disclose it. I, don't, I mean, I'm not trying to get personal oh, yeah. here. Yeah, oh, yeah no. uh, born and born and raised in the SGV, so I grew up in uh, San Gabriel, Rosemead, and then moved to uh, Covina. Oh shit! So you so you pretty much you would you know the areas like La Puente, Covina, oh, yeah. Monte, all that. Sh- oh, damn! I seriously oh. gotta hang out with you guys then, because I, I mean, well, well, La Puente was more of my stomping ground once in a while. Cause I used to go to the fucking house parties in La Puente. Uh huh. Yeah, I've been to a couple parties in the money. I know what's up. 
One dude will come out, fucking, and someone else will come out. And next thing you know, everybody's dying. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> Those I, are great I, times, dude. Remember the Nas tanks and the bitches? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. That the year party was... crews, the flyers. The, the party times. crews, the flyers. Remember, they used to go to Kinko's and print out for the party <laughs> this weekend. Well, no, no. Our party, I mean, it's the party crew that I remember used to go to the post office and get the little stickers, and they would just put, like, party. Oh, oh that's right. just plaster that shit everywhere. Remember? Hey, where the fuck did La Puente get Samoans? There was always these two Samoan dudes oh, getting the, the $5 dollars at the gate. I'm like, y'all don't go to school out here. You never grew up out here. No one knows your names. I think you go to USC. Who the fuck are you, bro? <laughs> they're, they were from, like, down here. I don't know where the fuck they were coming from, dude. There was one Samoan kid in, uh, in El Monte, one. And every other, every once a week, the motherfucker would get into a fight with anybody. Yeah. I would always be picking a fight with that Samoan guy. I'm like, how the fuck you get into so many fights? I remember I, I met a dude in uh, Orange County. Yeah. Big old dude, but light-skinned. And he was, I was like, you Samoan? He's like, no, we're peaceful. I'm Tongan. And so I guess that's the difference. Okay, Samoans difference. have no problem getting violent, and Tongans are like, no, man, we love. Big hugs. Yeah. <laughs> big hugs, big hugs. Damn, no, no, no. One, that's funny because I always tell my wife, like, yeah, that's all I did. So when we first got together, she was, in, like, she was fading out, out of the club scene. Uh-huh. I was fading out of the of the parties, the house parties. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I'm done. So she was like, you just want to go clubbing? I'm like, no, nah, not really. I've been nah. to so many fucking house parties. <laughs> I mean, I got drunk off of fucking malt liquor and whatever the fuck was out there. I'm I'm good. Like I'm I'm ready to settle now. Did you ever go to a sage in Whittier right there on Greenleaf? <laughs> sage, where like cholos got dressed, and I was like, these motherfuckers are wearing their one outfit. This is their one, like, this was supposed to be their church clothes, but they ended up se- selling angel dust Do you mean on fucking church, Amar. Do you mean their church clothes they would buy at Fias Paredes? Yeah, uh, Fias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, remember that shit. It was like, hey, that shit is called failures, dude. It's, Seriously? The dude? name of the store is fucked up. That's Fias. <laughs> it, it fails. And, and you go in there and buy clothes because the stitches go this way. That's <laughs> where they go buy the clothes. Yeah, it, no, was I, like, it was like Ross for Paisas. Seriously, you, you can't afford Flo- you can't afford Ross. You got fires. That was always the thing. But now, nah, nah, oh hell yeah, bro. Good. The funny thing is, where my job takes me a lot in El Monte and a little bit of West Covina and La Puente. So I'm always like, ah oh, fuck, I remember this area. Oh <laughs> shit, I remember go. I remember running from some motherfucker that was chasing me on this area right here. Oh yeah. Shit. It's always memory lane every fucking week for me. Yep. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy. I didn't even know you guys from there. I. Like I said, I started listening to it, like, but I'm like back. I'm like going from the top, going to the bottom. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Have a good time. You're going to go through an emotional roller coaster of my life. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. My favorite I, thing about growing up in that area, though, dude, is if you didn't have a gun or like real drugs, like Coke or crack, you were going to go home, dude. I don't know if it was because La Puente didn't have a police department. It was LA County Sheriff's only. <laughs> but like if they it, like I was never a butt smoker, but my homeboys were. We got to stop with 40s in the car and bud. And the cop is like, dude, just go home. Or we're out. We break into an elementary school to drink on the roof. He's like, you guys breaking windows? No. Go home. If you didn't have a fucking gun or something legit or $1,000, 
they didn't give a shit, dude. They search your car, fucking wouldn't even write you a ticket, you go home. I moved out to Riverside since I got married, and it's just like all every cop wants to do is beat the fuck out of me, dude. What the hell is going on out here? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't move to Riverside. Yeah, shit. don't, dude. Hey, Ice Cube was no joke when it's like talking about how they all moved out to Riverside. Don't fucking do it. Damn, I don't know. I'm good. Was that no Vaseline? I think it was no Vaseline. Yeah. I'm going to tell you it was. It was. All right, so let's take the one last break, and then we're going to come back, folks, and we're going to fucking get these guys to list to do uh, inside the guests. You got nice. it, brother. All right, cool. And like I said, Black Rhino Pills is one of the best pills you're ever going to buy to get your dick hard for 10 hours. You won't fuck. Buy a, buy a bang energy drink. Buy some black pills, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. Hey, here. if they go to buy that shit and there's only Rhino Pills, they're going to be disappointed. No, y'all got the black ones? You're going to get someone shot, dude. I was specifically told the ones. I was told to ask by my favorite podcast for Black Rhino. It's going to be some Suge Knight-looking motherfucker come out the back. No. I'll be like Rhino. You think, oh. he'll, you think he'll run over somebody at the doubles? Yeah, no shit, right? That was the only time he wasn't actually, like, like the dude was going to shoot him and then put him away for that. Of all the shit Suge Knight did. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like Al Capone going down for tax evasion, you know? It's like, right? Really? That's what you got for? Seriously. I, I mean, whatever. Get him off the fucking street. But... <laughs> <laughs> I you know what felt worse is, like, when he walks in, like he's blind. I'm like, damn, that's you mean Shug Knight walking in is weak and everything, like with the with the cane and he can't. Uh, it's yeah. the same thing with Harvey Weinstein. I was gonna with... say just that, yeah. Really? Look, I can't rape. <laughs> I'm okay, so, but last time we know Harvey Weinstein was a Shug Knight type of fucking like you know intimidation uh, dude, that, though. Hey, there's a reason the two of them got to the top of Hollywood. That's, true, that. that's, that's a character type, you know. That is true. That's true. But shit, Shug, damn. Now, you know, funny thing, I've been in a rabbit hole of two, what, I'm listening uh, to a lot of Tupac interviews and people talking about all the shit that he did when he was alive. Like, I saw a documentary of some porn star that goes, oh, yeah, we did that. We did that video shit, How You Want It. Oh, he fucked every porn star in that fucking movie. Yeah. I'm oh, like, but you know what else Tupac did? What? He also shot a cop and got off. He yes. also fought cops and got off. And if he saw a black man getting hurt in front of a cop, he fucking got in, in he intervened. Like, that's real shit. When we talk about rappers and hip-hop artists today, talking about, you know, there's a reason that rappers get gun, car- gun charges nowadays. It's because they're afraid to scrap. So all these fucking rappers talk shit and then pack heat, and then they get stopped for driving a fucking $100,000 Mercedes like an idiot down the 101 when they catch a gun charge because they're not really down to fucking scrap. True. Tupac did that shit, you know? Like, that's a, yeah. that's a big deal to me as far as, like, you know, how much of you are your art. And uh, he was his art, so... Yeah, I feel the same way about Nipsey. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. that was about Terry. Now Nipsey's another type of guy that I gotta put in that category. He lived it. He didn't just talk about it, but he actually lived that shit. Like to be fair, that valet driver didn't deserve it though. That was a bad that was a bad video. <laughs> I mean yeah. That I'm valet just... driver at Staples. He was kind of just like, Don't be a celebrity. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about that celebrityism. I mean, you were talking about that someone recognized your kid. Huh? Yeah. What about you? Imagine have you had that celebrityism? Um, not to that degree, um, but I've, I've had my, my, sh- my fair share of encounters, um, especially with the music scene. You know, I, I performed at a number of different venues, like uh, the Observatory in Santa Ana. I did the the Region in L.A. And you know, when you have like a really big crowd like that, you don't know who's in the crowd. You know, and you check your Instagram later, and you have all these tags. I'm like, oh, I have no idea who these people are. Yeah. And you could be at a, a small local show and you'll have someone come up to you like, oh, yeah, I saw you do that set that one time. 
and it's cool. Like people appreciate your art form and they appreciate your work and your enthusiasm and your showmanship. It's dope. It's really cool to, to have that type of uh, recognition for your art. I did a, a poetry show for five years. Um, I did it as the host and I, I write a lot of poetry. So I, 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 I loved it for the fact that it was once a month and it challenged me to write, to take new, you know, new material every month, just like the show does weekly for us. But uh, it was for, it was on a, a property owned by the military, by the army. And what we did was we paid out of pocket for food and drinks and all the donations we took in, we donated to USVAA to get military off the streets, you know, homeless veterans and stuff like that. So it was assumed that I was a veteran as well, which was not the case. Now, they were doing this like military fundraiser golf tournament and every team got a local celebrity and they had asked me if i would play a golf tournament they didn't tell me in the tune of that i would be the team's local celebrity oh shit i'm not celebrity at all yeah so i i show up and they're like oh fuck like they had a i don't know who that guy is he was on the same prior ryan oh he was the captain in in uh uh not fern gully what's the one with the retarded guy who runs across the country Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks? He was the military uh, guy. The captain with the lakes. Yeah, Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Lieutenant he, Dan. He's a veteran. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan. He's a veteran and a celebrity. He was on the team next to me as their celebrity. They have this poetry show host on my team as celebrity. They're like, hey, who's going to be our celebrity? I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> it was fucking me and no one told me oh shit talk about hoeing out dude i was acting like such a slut the whole day i was making jokes where they didn't belong i was crashing the golf cart into shit like hey, we're having fun right guys it was terrible it was one of the worst experiences of my life holy shit and i and when i said that when they said do you play golf i was like yeah like i hit the ball no like these guys golf? were like i, I was like golf. seven strokes more than like the worst person on my it was fucking wretched and they wouldn't let me bail there's nothing i could do like i'm like i'm i was ready to walk away which i do fucking frequently <laughs> yeah it doesn't feel right out. yeah i'm out this is weird fuck this i'm out <laughs> boom drop the mic i'm yep. out pretty much yeah that's some crazy ass shit though but that was my my interaction with celebrity was about how i'm not one i haven't had that happen to me yet. i haven't been recognized my brother has because i do another podcast with my boxing and he wore um our logo. He we made um uh, hoodies. Uh-huh. So nice. He went to Costco, and the guy you know how the guy that cards you before you come in to make sure you're yeah. a member. He kept looking at his shirt, and my brother would go every once a week. The guy kept looking. The guy kept looking. I guess the guy finally got curious and started listening to the show. As soon as he walked in, he goes, "Your motherfucking B Ray from the J and B Ray Boxing Podcast." Oh, oh shit! He, he fucking wild out in front of him, and then my sister was like, "Dude." I wouldn't. I didn't hear the end of it from your brother. He was like, "I got recognized." Ah, oh, shit, I got recognized. He got <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this podcast shit for four years. I haven't been recognized once. I had a car pass by me. And Whittier bumping my song. No. Yeah, oh. that fucking made me. You know what? It was like it was dope and fucked up because I thought I was on track for something. No. <laughs> nah. No. <Nope>. Derailed. <laughs> Just a guy downloaded the song for free. <laughs> For free. I mean, I, I would want someone to come over and be like, dude, I listen, dude, you're fucking Whiskey J from the rep. Like, if I can have that, I'm good. Well, here's that, the other thing. That Next made time my... I see you, I will. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You better you, you, you pop my chair in a threesome. If you do that for me, oh, wish list. We also live in Los Angeles where, like, celebrity is, it's not that it's normal. Yeah. But it's normal enough that people respect it. So True. there are times that you're probably 
you know, recognized, but people are like, oh, he's eating. You know, shit like that. Like, it's not like we're in Wisconsin and we're the only time, we're the only people that come down the street and it's like, hey, aren't you fucking Billy Bob Thorne? No, you know, like, here it's not, not that it's frequent, but it's enough to, like, respect them, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. There is a, a little bit of a rule here. That's true, that's true. Like, I, my wife gets mad at me. I went to the comedy store like three, four years ago and I saw Mark Marin. Oh, and, shit. And Mark Marin saw me. And I just nodded at him, and he nodded at me, and that was it. But I was like, you yeah. should get an autograph. I'm like, yo, Mark's having fun with his homies. Yeah. I'm with you. As long as we both acknowledge each other, we're good. Yep. I, um, I got in a fight with Bobby Lee at the comedy store. No, f- but with Bobby Lee? That's yeah, I, I hate Bobby Lee, dude, as a person. No, he like, telling us. I want to hear this story. I want to hear this story. All right, all right. The cute little adorable Chinaman that you all know is Bobby Lee. Yeah. It's only like that when the camera's on. So, uh, like... We were at the comedy store. I had been drinking and I was drunk. I'm not denying that fact, but he was there with like two or three of his friends at the public bar, not the comedian's bar in the back, at the public bar up front. As soon as you walk in where the patio is. Yeah. I was like, yo, Bobby Lee, hey, I'm a big fan. And he goes, oh, you're drunk. And I go, oh, you're an asshole who tries to impress shitty people. And he's like, what? I was like, how fucked up? Like, I would like, I grew up on Mad TV. I respect and love you. And like, I just was, he's like, well, you're drunk. I'm like, yeah, well, you're a piece of shit. Like you, I didn't change your mind about me, but you changed my mind about you. Like the oh, fuck. Shit. So I told the story on the podcast. I cannot tell you how many people reached out to us that met Bobby Lee in public and that he was a fucking dirtbag. No fucking way. Yeah, really? Dude. Yeah. And I, I'm like familiar with the comedy store. So I was like, dude, you're not even in the back where the comedians are. You're fucking out here with us. So like, but he was trying to impress whoever the fuck was with him. I don't know if it was Netflix, and that's why he doesn't have a special. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, the only reason why his name was on the wall is because he actually sharpied it in himself with a white marker. Yeah, what a fucking <laughs> And right under it, I put faggot with an arrow. Oh, my God. With the damn. same marker, because he won't do shit. Damn, Bobby Lee been challenged. Oh, my yeah, God. No. So, and then uh, yeah. Ralph Garman, too. We shit on him as often as we can. Oh, yeah. Really? I like Ralph Garman. But then I like Ralph Garman, too. Well, yeah, Motion got into uh, a Twitter spat with Wells. Yeah. <laughs> no! Okay, you gotta hit me with this story before All we right. get into the last part. Come on, man. All right, that one was that he got pissed off that Oprah said something at, like, an Oscars. And he's like, Oprah, you shouldn't tell us how to live. And I was like, hey, dude, you, your only spot on Kevin and Bean is shitting on public figures. Like, you don't even have your own lifestyle. And then he was like, well, if you tell me how to raise my daughter, we could do something about it. I'm East Los Board and Bread. I'm like, oh, that sounds like you're threatening to fight. Okay, when and where can we fight? I would love to fight you. You know what this is going to do from the podcast? I'm going to meet <laughs> Ralph Garman somewhere. We're going to fight. Oh, fuck. Viewership through the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, no. Well, this is not. I start dodging in. Someone else is like, you're an asshole. But I'm like, no, wait. Uh, like, let's shut up about all politics. Let's forget that a black woman said something. Because he was obviously bigoted in what he was saying. Yeah. I was like, let's just do this. You offered me a fight. I gladly accept where do I go? And it was just like, the next thing was like, you're blocked. Ralph Garman blocked you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have the screenshot. And he's actually, st- I, I saw it the other day because I was just like, it happened, <laughs> still like blocked. <laughs> yeah, it happened like four years ago today. And I was like, is he still, yeah, still, well, but why would you unblock someone you don't know their name? You know, like. Damn, Ralph, really? I mean, I let you grab my wife's ass in a picture, dog. You gonna fucking do this? Yeah, see? Well, no, hey, that's me too. Hashtag me too, Ralph Garman. Tell me that story <laughs> so I can write it down. <laughs> I mean, we, we we went to the, the not the comedy store, the laugh, not the laugh act. Where the fuck is the other one? Improv. 
the improv to go see uh, Hollywood and Babylon. Oh, yeah. There's, there's I've seen that one. With Kevin Smith? Yeah, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Yeah, we absolutely. went over, and uh, Rob Garman with his wife were selling merch, and we went over, and my wife was like, can we take a picture? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, he's busy. He's like, yeah, I'll take a picture with you guys. And right away, he goes over to my wife, and you can see him literally yeah. have his hand in her ass right there. See? That's illegal, like, bro. And I'm like, Listen here, Ralph Weinstein. I'm like, what the fuck, Ralph? <laughs> Harvey Garman. And I didn't say nothing, dude. I'm like, I was kind of in awe. Like, oh, I just met Kevin Smith. Here, let me just, let me blow your mind, dude. Yeah. Imagine has fans. Motion has fans. Yeah. Together we have fans. But I don't know anybody that doesn't know Ralph Garman without Kevin Smith or Kevin and Bean. True, true. Huh? There you go. There so you go. maybe our listenership wouldn't have gone up. <laughs> you got to make fun of Kevin Smith, too. Yeah. I it's kind of hard. He's a cool guy, though. Fucking right? great guy. Uh, yeah. I, I love Kevin Smith. Oh, I fucking I'm, love him. There's I mean, a reason, I, there's a reason I, this podcast exists because of him. I love Imagine, oh, but if you wear the wrong thing, I'm going to make fun of you. That's true. That's true. But you know, no. Kevin Smith wears hockey hockey jerseys without pads. What the fuck, bro? Do you fucking <laughs> hockey or not? <laughs> he likes it enough not to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's all I could come up with on like a five-second notice. <laughs> hey, but you did good though. You did good. Thanks, man. I love Thanks, that bro. shit. I love that shit. Thanks. All right, so we basically get to the tail end of the show where I ask you guys a seven, uh, series of seven questions. It's called Inside the Guest. You guys ready? Right. Yeah, oh, I'm ready to be inside of. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be inside you guys. <laughs> I was gonna say we're barely getting inside. I thought <laughs> uh, you guys been inside of me for the last couple. Of <laughs> I've had a lot of black rhino today. Uh, <laughs> black rhino me. guys available in all local liquor stores. <laughs> Uh, seriously, I, I'm afraid that now people are going to go ask for Black, black Rhino. Black Rhino, available where, wherever Persians work. <laughs> Damn. Yes, there's the. All right, so question number one. What is your guys' favorite curse word to use? Oh, my favorite is motherfucker. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, hands down. I'd say I most often use fuck, but my favorite is cunt. I think I just – did we just become best friends? Maybe. Crazy. Maybe, dude. I fucking love that shit. I you're the least the the one curse word you guys will never use because it's the most offensive. Like you guys cunt. won't touch it. <laughs> I would never say cunt. Uh, why the fuck cunt's a good fucking well, word? Well, the fact use. that you could just I, say it makes it not the worst. Seriously, it does. Well, uh, I'm not, I would I would never use it conversationally or okay. in a way that you know I would never use it, but I'll talk about it, but I'll never use it. Mine's uh, kike because they own things. <laughs> <laughs> You, sir, have been the first to use that word now. You have now made it into the Hall of Fame. Here. Well, since that movie, American History X. <laughs> that is true. You know what? I'm not going to lie. When I saw that movie, I did use it a couple of times. I'm like, Kike. When I saw that movie, there was two things that stood out. One, I wanted to stop somebody's face into a curb. Two, why did his front door open out? No one's front door opens out. When he shoots the black guy, he kicks the, his door opens out, and then he shoots people. No front door opens out, or else everybody would rob everybody. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, your front door only opens in, so you have control of your door. Fucking Edward How do you make Norton. a great fucking movie? But I get it. That's the only way. <laughs> it would look stupid if Edward Norton opened the door and crept out. What they wanted was aggression. But it's just like, well, that's if that is factually fucked up, what else about this movie is? And the other part was that white people run Venice. Because I don't know if you've been to Venice. White people don't run it. No, they don't. They don't. No. Well, if you, if you ask one of our former, uh, former guests, back in the day, they did. That's what I heard. I don't know. I well, maybe that's why half the movies in black and white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what is your go-to dr- alcoholic drink during COVID right now? Uh, my go-to as just tequila. Tequila. Yeah, 40s a mix. It can't okay. be dark. Okay. Forty's a mix. 
Forty Making minutes. this all day, every day. Shit. This is true. I've seen, I've seen it happen. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's close, dude. Puente. No, close, dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, got, I can see that. I got seven dollars. <laughs> I got seven dollars. What can I get? Eighty ounces of. I'm sorry, like if I'm if I'm trying to if I'm trying to cleanse my stomach, I'm gonna drink that. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. the next day I'm we used to we used to go to the Siete Mares restaurant on Hacienda on the oh, 60 freeway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he would let us bring our own beer, and I would show it two, three, forties of Mickey's, and he'd be like, "Your seats in the corner." I was like sixteen, dog. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, hashtag me too, bro. <laughs> oh wow okay the, what is the one drink you guys will never want to have again like it's your it's like the, like nah nah that, that's my no i got oh, my okay. imagine you want yours no you go ahead man. i'm still thinking mine's a seagram oh. sevens whiskey not their uh gin and vodka yeah that seven and seven yeah i have way too much as a kid one time and it, I got sick, and it just, the smell of it. You know when you have too much of one liquor, there's people yeah. like, I'll never drink vodka. Oh, yeah. It, it's that, dude. I'm, I'm barely at 35 years old starting to drink whiskey again, and that shit happened 20 oh, years ago. Damn. Yeah. I'm the same way with, uh, with Jack Daniels. I mean, any, any, dark, any dark liquors, I can't do it no more, man. I went hard. I think it was 2014 birthday. I'm sure I was there. Oh, yeah. I know the one. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you were in the street, we had to carry you home. Yes. Yes, that, that one. Also, your bachelor party; those two blur together. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fucking hardcore. But uh, the one I really can't ever touch again is uh, pina coladas, rum and pineapple. I yeah. did an allergy to pineapples; I can't drink that shit no more. Oh fuck! Yeah. Holy shit! Weird. See, I, I love Jack Daniels. I love it. I love whiskey. I, whiskey overall, I love. And I would think I would get tired of it when back in the day when I would go to house parties because that would be the go-to drink, either vodka. Or whiskey, and I fucking love both. Uh, my go-to is hypnotic. Ah, oh, the blue you know shit. What? I got, I got, I got tired of that shit though. I did get tired of that shit though. That's why you got your fair share of black bitches at a young age, bro. <laughs> I got tired of I got tired of that in Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy's the one I got tired of. Nice. All right, so if you guys had one profession you guys can do, what would it be? Stand-up one comedy. Pro- profession? Yeah. Stand-up uh, comedy. Oh, I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I'm already doing it. Um, I make music. I'm a rapper. I'm a podcaster. I, I run my own label. I do it all, man. It's, it's all fantastic. So and you're I, living kinda, the dream then. I'm living the dream. You know, there's not a lot of money in it, but at the same time, if you're doing what you love, yeah. you're, you're enjoying it. That's um, what it's about though. Like if you're doing what you love, like you're living the dream then. Yeah. And people who say like, oh, if, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. That's yeah. horseshit. Nah, horseshit. Man. If you do what you'd love for a living, you're working twice as hard. And I'm a mm-hmm. testament to that because I'm always working on the podcast. I'm always working on my music. I'm always working on something to keep the movement going. And that's because that's what I love to do. So I'm already doing it. And it's fucking awesome. Well, shit. Like I said, listening to you guys, though, I can hear it. I can hear the passion. I can hear the work that you're putting into it now, knowing that you're the one that's actually moving things around here. I hear it. Uh, next question. If what is one profession you guys do not want to attempt to do? Teacher. Oh, that's a good one. Because they're all molesters now. Or all male <laughs> teachers are accused of molesting. I mean, sorry, my eight-year-old. Remember, I said they were playing with paint. I thought he was bleeding. It's just red paint. Oh shit! <laughs> my <laughs> bad. Yeah, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just like, no, oh, fucker. Puffing like, that paint again, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's bleeding right around this area. <laughs> <laughs> no, one yeah, profession uh, I could never do. I, I think uh, working in in like food. I can't do food, but I've done a couple food jobs. I'll never do it again. I just can't. 
Damn. You know what? Food job? No. You know, ever since I watched the movie Waiting, I would never want to do a food oh, job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Made me want to fuck waitresses more, though. That's yes. true. <sighs> and also play that dick game, too. I would love to play the dick game some more. <laughs> but, like, how about that that dude grew up to be a great Puerto Rican actor, like a representation of Puerto Rico? You're I can't right, remember man. his name. Uh, He's like the Robert De Niro of Puerto Ricans, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> the Robert De Niro of Puerto Ricans. Remember, he goes, Ebi duty, Carlito. Ebi duty. Not that many people know about Carlito's way. And you just fucking did that. Again, you're, my, uh, you're winning me over. I actually would put out at a bar if you quoted Carlito's way to me. <laughs> I'd put out for you, bro. Hey, go, I'm Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Oh, oh. He goes, yeah, I don't remember. Maybe I don't remember how many times I blew my fucking nose. Maybe it's that important. Oh, my God. See, I, that's one of my favorite movies, bro. One of my favorite movies. Me too. Nice. Oh, my God. And lastly, when COVID is over and all this bullshit is done, what is the first thing you guys are going to do? Three ways uh, with your gay ass. Yeah, we're, do, we're, we're all going back to the strip club to do the show. Yeah. Podcasting at the strip club. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with, with six feet apart and masks because we don't believe our government. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, dude, how about that? Like, right at the end, like, COVID's done. We're like, we're the ones who didn't get it. And, like, we're going to be getting it. Or they're going to, they're going to, yeah, it's a trap. It's a trap. Like that guy oh, from Star Wars. It's a trap. <laughs> dude, really? I, I'm, I'm saying this right now. When If they say, hey, it's clear to go out, I'm going to at least wait a month or two before, like, I'm going out. Yeah. I don't know about I don't you. Know. I'm waiting a month or two. Now, that was my general approach during the whole thing. I mean, you, the whole thing started like in March and April, and then people were like, oh, I think it might be safe to go out. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Y'all go first. Don't go first. I'm not going to lie. I've been to Vegas 26 times in the past three months. And uh, you lied. No, I'm not. And I think it's kind of up to you. Like, it's not up to you. Someone comes up and sneezes on you. But if you're like alert and you don't fucking interact and you kind of keep space and you stay in the sun. And then at night you have your meal and then you go up to your room and be with your girl. it, It could be a good experience. But also, like, I've been, I don't know, I've been lucky throughout i'm like i got the best bad luck you know so <laughs> yeah because i'm going to vegas in october with my wife because we couldn't celebrate our anniversary this week because you know everything so she finally got convinced like let's go to vegas so we're going to vegas and i'm kind of like uh. but you're the third person that said if you kind of plan it out yeah. right and do your thing you can have fun dude there's um, pure I- everywhere use it don't touch your face wear your mask the whole thing is like, if you get it in you, you're done. So just, you can have it on your hand in Purell and fucking good as new. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think as adults, if you navigate it, you're uh, yeah. conscientious and you're aware of how to take care of yourself in the age of COVID, then you're pretty well off. Um, someone like myself who has a one-year-old, yeah. you know, we're a little more hesitant about going out. We're a little more hesitant about where he goes, who he's exposed with. He can't wear a mask. So there's a lot of more obstacles in my way, but someone yeah. like you know yourself or Motion, they're able to navigate it a little bit more appropriate, a little bit more aware. And here's uh, so it really depends on what your comfort level is and what your intelligence of dealing with it is. And, and here's the other half: Are you ready to be responsible and conscientious if you get yourself sick? Are you ready to tell your job? Are you ready to tell your family? Are you oh, ready, yeah. are you gonna be like I think I might be sick and still being out and about? Oh, you know, I've, I've been doing I've been doing the thing for the last couple of months, thinking I'm sick. So yeah, I'm good. I, mean, nice. I mean, yeah, like there were a couple times like, ah, oh, I think I got it. Fuck, I think I got it. As and for now, me, I've done everything but Ubered cancer to my house, so I'm like, I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> but damn, no, no, I I agree with you guys. And then I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna. That's what everyone told me. Be be mindful of your surroundings. Yeah, I think the big deal is the mask, dude. And I'll be honest, like I was. 
I mean, I wasn't conflicted in the beginning. I wasn't like, don't worry. I just, I was like, I think the mask is kind of dumb. And you know, like in retrospect, I don't feel like it's slowed down. So I don't know if the mask is or isn't working, but if it makes the people next to me feel better, I'm yeah. all about that. I, I kind of feel like I'm robbing a fucking liquor store every time I put my mask on. I'm like, I, I well, the, like so I drive an El Camino. The other day I left the liquor store, me and my son with our masks, glasses, and hair on oh. in my Elko, and I'm going like a hundred down the street just because it was the second time I went to the liquor store that day. And I'm like, hey, we wouldn't have been able to do this when we were your age. You know, like <laughs> Dude, we went we had to go. Um my uh, my co-host here, he broke up with his girl and he had to go return some shit. But he didn't want to see the bitch, so he made me do it. So I wore my hat, my sunglasses, and my, my fucking black looking mask. It looked like I was about to ski mask somebody's fucking house, dude. Did you throw it at her? Huh? Did you throw it at her? Oh, Clear. Bow. She wasn't home, so I just threw that fucking box. I'm like, I'm gonna and, I, and I started running, and I go, I shouldn't be running because I'm wearing the mask. I look like I just probably mugged somebody. <laughs> Nobody better than I. I go, I forgot we're in the COVID times. Don't give yeah, a yeah. Don't give a fuck. Back then, yeah, they would have called the cops like, yo, there's some big little fucker right here running around Covina in the nice area of Covina throwing shit. That's okay. It's different, man. It's different. Oh, it's safe to be a bad guy right now. Seriously, right? Seriously. <laughs> guys, doing the thing. This is the tail end to the episode, so I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, taking the time, taking these breaks with me, and uh, still being on, on air with me. No, great conversation. Absolutely, dude. I love your Black Rhino. Thank you. Hope, hopefully it works out for you. 10 hours. If it goes more than 10 hours, call a doctor. Uh, she better be hot. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure, man. Really pre- you know, appreciate you, your invitation to come on the show and you know, get, introduce ourselves to your listeners. And if you really dig um, our chemistry and whatnot, you know, check us out. The Social Nuisance Podcast on all platforms, YouTube, all that shit. Um, but more importantly, we're looking forward to having the Rambling Alcoholics Podcast Hell on the yeah. Social Nuisance Podcast when, when we're able to uh, go to the strip club together. Oh, Say no more. We'll be done. I'm not <laughs> even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna tell the guys like, hey, we're we're gonna go do a podcast. And yeah, I'm no, they bailed. I, I yeah, know. the only they ones who are on the show today get to go. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, I'm, a, a I'm gonna send you more. Send you home with more gold dust on your lap, dude. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go to my tia that's not a snitch to go wash my clothes. Yeah, yeah. don't be confused if I jump on your lap, dude. You fuck with me for a minute, we'll get a mortgage. <laughs> I mean, we're about to get a timeshare together if we do this. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, below the link in the description, all the, we'll, I'll post you guys' stuff so everyone can find you. We didn't catch what you said. I'm going to have it on there below your description where they can find this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is fucking real. They spit. They have fun. They give you social conscious stuff. But at the same time, they kind of Bill Cosby you with some good good things. Hey, <laughs> great, great, great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> they do it, though. They do it. But I, I want to thank you guys for showing up. Uh, I don't know what else to say without making thank you homie for your suck your dicks. Uh, thank you. Shit. It's, seriously, I'm I'm down. If you guys do the strip club thing, I'm down. Even if you guys do doubt. it in, if you guys do it in the corner figure figure I'm down to do it too. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt we'll be in touch for sure. For sure. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, below the description of this episode, all the social media platforms you guys find this. We'll be back this Friday with the main event show. Hopefully we're not too fucking drunk to give you guys what the fuck we do. Other than that, thank you very much. <laughs>